Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to episode 138. How are you doing, Josh Roar? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired today, man. I just did not sleep last night. My ass is dragging. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, it happens. Yeah. Well, we also don't have any like driving songs to listen to today, so that's not right. helping. I know. Yeah. I need the hype. I was thinking of you when I was mowing my lawn. I'm like, I need Josh's like super hype playlist. Because, you know, when you're trying to mow your your gigantic lawn as quickly as you can, you need the super hype. It's max hype, but max I, I hype. Feel you. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, words are going to be hard today. I'm going to fuck up left and right. So it's all right. No problem. Uh, I'll roll then. Uh, so we have a meet recap. Um, Amber Riley competed this past weekend at uh, the USA powerlifting capital city barbell championships. She went eight for nine, hit a hundred kilo squat, a 65 kilo bench, a one forty five kilo deadlift and a 310 kilo total uh her squat was a seven and a half kilo pr bench was a 10 kilo pr deadlift was a 10 kilo pr and her total was a 27 and a half kilo pr so not too bad Damn. yeah wow. nice congratulations to amber yeah That's awesome um so other powerlifting news uh collegiate nationals it was announced a while ago well i guess i was told a while ago but it's officially announced now that collegiate nationals will be in Atlanta in 2024. So that will be the first time it's been in Atlanta since 2015. Max hype, max hype, max hype, baby. <laughs> yep. Um, so I don't know where it's at yet, but it's April 11th through 14th, 2024 in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be a good one. Other news Raw Nationals has reached the cap of 1,150 lifters. People are really pissed about this because there was no mention of a cap or anything like that. And short of COVID years, there's never really been a cap on national meets before. However, for whatever reason, there was a rumor that got started that it's it's weird. It's like self-fulfilling prophecy because there's a rumor that got started a couple of days ago that raw nationals was about to hit the cap and it was going to fill up in the next day or two, which was not a thing. And based on that rumor going around, people started registering like crazy. Like, I don't know these exact numbers, but there was like 500 lifters registered from the time it opened until like a couple of days ago. And then in the span of like 24 hours, like another 400 lifters like registered just because they were freaking out that they were, that it was going to fill up, which then, required the the national office to actually set a cap because it was people registering out of control. So then they created the cap. They announced that there was going to be a cap on uh, Thursday morning. And then as of midday by Thursday, they hit the cap because people were just like panic registering. Wow. So it was, it's crazy. And so the cap is at 1150, which is the largest raw nationals that there's been. Anyway, that said, there's a lot of people really upset. There's a couple of implications here that I'm not sure how it's going to play out yet. One of those is that in order to compete in the pro series, 
nationals is a required meet to be in the pro series. So if you're trying to qualify for the pro series finals, raw nationals is required plus one of the other two pro series events. So if people didn't register in time that are pros, they theoretically have just eliminated themselves from contention in the pro series. So what I hope happens, and again, like I actually have no official position here or or say, but what I hope happens is that all pro card holders are allowed to register, even though the cap has been met. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that still exclude people? Yes, but it would get anybody in. And, and, and the other thing is if you've earned a pro card, like you should have earned a little status with that. And there's not a whole lot of pros, right? Those are not, right. you know, just a whole lot. So I, I do hope that they allow exceptions and, and allow the pros to register again. I don't know anything inside information. Like there's no, I'm not, I'm not, what I'm about to say is not because of what's going to happen. This is just what I would do if it were to happen. So anybody that is not a pro and they do make this exception where pros get in, then I would say your best bet is to go to the pro qualifying meets with the hope of earning your pro card, because then if you earn your pro card prior to nationals, if that is in place, then you would get an invite to register. And again, I don't know that pros are going to get to register for raw nationals. I'm just, this is my, this is my bandaid solution to the, the cap problem and still making it where pros can get into the pro series. Um, So if you're a master's lifter, you would need to do regionals because the best lifter at regionals gets a pro card. You could also do uh, the Masters World Cup, which is May 20th in Arlington, Texas, and registration actually closes on Thursday, April 20th. So basically mm-hmm. tomorrow, registration closes. So that if you're a Masters lifter, that's still an option. The top five lifters overall earn their pro card. So, you know, that's a, that's an option. Uh, to get your pro card and then open lifters, there's pro qualifiers on the calendar. You know, if you get best lifter at those and hit the minimum dots, then you, you're in your pro card. So uh, I think those are your best bets to get into raw nationals. If you have not already registered and you are not a pro card holder, Um, will that get you in? I don't know because I don't know again, if they're going to let allow that, but that would be my hope. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, to announce the cap and then have it fill up in the same day. Like what if you were sleeping on Thursday? Like, you know, and you're just, you know, I know people that, that, that missed it, that really wanted to. And I know some pro card holders that did not get in that likely would finish in the money in the pro series finals this coming year. So, so there's a problem there. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what else, you know, I, I, I don't know how else it could have been handled. Yeah, we could have had a cap put in place ahead of time, but that wasn't likely going to be a thing because it's never been except for the COVID years. The other argument is like, well, qualifying totals should have been raised. Um, obviously, they probably right. need to go up more. So the solution, in my opinion, again, my opinion is just that at this point, is we need to jack the qualifying totals way up, like way, way up where not that many people are hitting the actual qualifying total. And then people can go to regionals and compete for that 50 kilo handicap to make, to fill out the roster. 
Um, and you have to get top three at regionals to get that 50 kilo handicap because, you know, right now regionals are set up, they're coming up, you know, the next couple months where people can qual- hit the qualifying total, but registration's already full. So it's kind of a moot point. And I just think that, you know, we need to get that, that regional level really built up because those are some really good competitive meets and people just like, they want to bypass it and go straight to nationals because they qualified and by all means they should, if they qualify, they should go. I I think what I'm saying is we need to make it a lot harder to qualify for nationals Mm -hmm. and people can go compete at regionals. If they're, unless they're like that elite total where they're hitting the qualifying total, you know, go, go earn your spot by competing in regionals is my opinion. Other solutions. I have other solutions. Wow. People need, people need to step up and volunteer because we could run a 2000 lifter meet if we had the staff to do it, but people just don't want to get off their ass and volunteer. You know, if you, if you, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe, maybe we should actually make it where volunteers get to register first. And if you didn't volunteer Mm. in the last two years or whatever, then sorry. Right. Obviously that's not the answer either. That's just whatever, but. You know, I, I think people just take for granted how many people it actually does require to run these meets. And yeah, they could be a lot better. Like how awesome would it be if the meet was 2000 lifters, eight platforms, like that would be right. freaking awesome, but it literally takes people to work that. And we just don't have the resources to do that. So, uh, this is, this is the call to action. Like people need to step up or, or quit bitching about it. Right. Point blank. Right. Yeah. And then like you, you start thinking about the venue. Wow. If you had eight platforms, where do you, where do you put eight platforms? Some of the venues have been more than capable of handling something like that. I'm trying to think like which years, like, well, hell, when it was in Atlanta, we could have put eight platforms in there pretty easily. We had that, uh, you know, that 55,000 square foot convention center. But there was also like, that was only, we were only on one floor. So like there was other floors of that too. Mm. So like we could theoretically right. have the warm up room on one floor with the elevators or whatever, the escalator bringing you up to the next one. But yeah, anyway, that's getting off topic, but people need to step up and volunteer. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Right. National reps. You need a lot of national reps. Yeah, you know, I mean, you need a lot of national refs. You need a lot of state refs because we still got to have people around the score table. We still got to have expediters. Right. We still got to have TCs, like people doing weigh-ins, equipment check. Like state refs can do all that too. Right. But we just need people. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're really over it. You're just like, yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and I can't even talk, right? How much am I volunteering now? Zero. I did my time. I did my time. Yeah. Uh, so without getting into too much detail, we're going to move on from the raw nationals. The, there was an update from USA powerlifting on the Minnesota lawsuit, and I'm not going to state any opinions or anything that's not public, I guess. Um, so basically long story short, USA powerlifting was, found guilty of discrimination by the Minnesota court. And part of the ruling was that USA powerlifting had to change their policy on transgender participation within, I think, two weeks of the ruling. And the ruling was 
February 27th, I believe. Well, the most recent update from USA Powerlifting came out on Saturday, I think, maybe Sunday. And it basically said that the judges ordered USA Powerlifting to discontinue business in Minnesota. And there's a, there's a podcast from USA Powerlifting where Larry talked about it. And he basically said that normally USA Powerlifting is appealing the the ruling that they discriminated basically is what, what they're saying. And typically when there's an appeal, it's business as usual during the appeals process from what I'm told and kind of from what Larry said on the podcast. But in this case, the judge has ordered uh, USA Powerlifting to stop all business in Minnesota until the appeal is finalized. So what that means is basically no more competitions in Minnesota effective immediately and no new memberships are are allowed to be sold in Minnesota Mm -hmm. um, pending the result of this appeal and, you know, whatever else might happen there. So there's a lot of, basically everybody's pissed off regardless of which side you're on. And I think, I think this is maybe an opportunity for everybody just to kind of take a breath and try to hear what the other side is saying, because I think both sides kind of to a degree have their mind made up and not saying one is right and one is wrong. Even just, I think it's important to be able to, I guess, listen instead of talk. Mm -hmm. Right. That's that's kind of all, all I'm all, all I, my only thought on that at this point. So I don't know what the end result's going to be on this, but you know I think I think that's you know again I'm I'm not sharing any new information. This is all out there public. Um, USA Powerlifting Instagram had to link to the to the podcast and everything as well. I'm just kind of sharing the update as we have heard it as well. So we'll see we'll see how it plays out. So if you're a Minnesota lifter, can you? Compete in another state? Yeah, you can, any lifter can compete in any state, but the issue for Minnesota lifters is, you know, their membership, if they already have it, they have it. But the the wording of the social media post from USA Powerlifting says that while these proceedings play out, we are ordered to suspend competitions in Minnesota and cease selling memberships to Minnesota residents. So mm-hmm. the part I'm not sure about is if it if that means renewals. Or if that is across the board, like if you haven't renewed yet, you can't renew. Right. So, you know, that can affect a lot of people if they haven't renewed yet, maybe planning on doing raw nationals, but they haven't renewed their membership yet. Well, now they, now they can't, you know? So yes, Minnesota residents can compete anywhere, any state that they want. The issue is if you live in Minnesota and you don't already have a membership, you can't get one is what it sounds like. Mm. Right. Wow. So so that's all I have to say. And like I said, I, I'm not saying really anything new, just kind of mentioning it because that's kind of the hot topic right now. Um, but other than that, we do have our voting for our top five driving songs. And on a lighter note here, uh, I think we're going to try to start the voting for that. I don't know. When do you want to do that? Ideally, we'd start this. Uh, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do voting this coming Saturday. Okay. That means I got to get on it and get the graphics and everything done. Yeah. And you need to send me which playlist is going against which playlist. And I have to figure out what platform I'm going to use to present the playlist so people could actually review them. Too much work. 
You think so? I think so. Because how are we going to so, even share those lists? Right. It would have to be a link somewhere in the post, which doesn't link in the post. You'd have to link to If people really want to listen to the list, they can they can just go to the main list and just like pay mm. for the Spotify where they can play the song in order. Mm. Okay. Or or look it up on YouTube. They could do that. Just like pull them up on YouTube. Right. But know. we're not putting names with it. We're just going to put colors so that people can't associate good or bad. It just this is the list. Vote for it on its musical merit. This is the other list. Compare it. Pick the one that actually is the best music in your opinion, which, you know, of course is, you know, opinions. But... <laughs> Wow, I'm telling you, words are hard. Very profound, Laura. I slept like an hour. Words are super hard today. So yeah, but no more popularity contests. So I have a chance. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you would too. But I would have too. Yeah, you would have. But maybe, maybe I'll do. Maybe I can do a write-in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Too late. You lose. All right. Well, let's wrap this up so you can take a nap, and yeah. uh, we will. Talk to you all next week. Voting starts on Saturday on Instagram at PL Ballads Podcast. Vote for your favorite list. The winner gets a $100 gift card for Team Roar Apparel. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, comments, concerns at plballadspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Please do subscribe. Give us five stars, good reviews, all those things. Uh, They probably make a difference, but I don't really know. We don't care. Yeah, we don't. We <laughs> we don't care either way. That's not saying we don't care about our listeners. We just we're gonna do it whether no. anybody listens or not. So yeah, by the seat of our pants every time, ad hoc. It's okay. Yep. Cool. All right. Go to bed. Later. Yeah. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.